You're listening to The Ramen Rundown, a podcast that follows the lives of a couple high schoolers in Las Vegas. My name is Vidu Ramakrishnan, and throughout the year, I'll be sitting down with a couple of my friends to talk about our journey, our perspectives, and our lessons that we've learned along the way. Nothing's new under the sun, but I hope that we can help you see the world in a whole new light. finally here, the first episode of the Rama Rundown. Today's a special day because I have two of my closest friends here with me, Pablo Alarcón and Marcus Sun. These guys have been through it all with me and we've gotten extremely close. So let's jump right in and talk about where we all first met. Um, I was research man, you know, AP research last year. As a like a freshman and a sophomore, I didn't know who you were, but you seemed like a, like a popular kid. Stupid, I wasn't popular, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, and I like I knew who you were too. Like I heard of you, you know. But like, re- re- and research and chemistry last year. Yeah, that, research and chemistry. That was when we got close. <laughs> that, yeah. that was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I learned so much about you. I thought I didn't think I was going to click with you at first. But then you're pretty cool, and you're, like, down to talk to us. Marcus, you're in my orchestra class, uh, freshman Mr. Year. Miller's bio class. You, yes. Times. You, I remember, I remember yeah. everyone that was there was, like, you, Ron, Leah, Sue. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, man, that was... So you were in my very first class of high school. Yeah, and you also had really short hair in high I, school. I did, have <laughs> a, I, I did have a really bad haircut back then. <laughs> but, yeah, because I, really, I don't really think I talked to you in... Yeah, I'm sad bio because, you know, you came from Cashman. I came from Hyde Park Middle School. And we had a very scripted rivalry that <laughs> forced yeah, us to be rivalry. enemies. <laughs> yeah, trash me. I remember when I met Pablo. Where, when did you meet Pablo? Everyone everyone was talking about Pablo. They called him this, like, super tall, super smart Mexican kid. I was like, I've never seen this kid before. And then I think I think the first time I met Pablo was in Chinese, too. Yeah, Chinese? Was Chinese, that a sophomore yeah. year for you guys? Yeah, sophomore mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Good times, yeah. We lost should go back a long way. Oh, man, I hated Chinese, man. I don't think I've ever just hated a class You hated so the much. language or just, like, the teacher? <sighs> no, I mean, like, the class itself was pretty chill. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't really do much. <laughs> I swear, like, there would just be times where we would tell Weilasha, hey, we don't want to do anything today. Yeah. And then she just wouldn't let us, like, she didn't want to make us do anything. We'd just chill out. That's my favorite part of the class. Like, I know, it would just be, see, that yeah. was hella fun, but I mean, like, I, I, don't I, know was, I also really enjoyed the videos that Wayla should play. Yeah, yeah, they were absolutely just videos? comical. Yeah, the first yeah. video, the main character dropped like a like, hundred pounds. That's so, <laughs> so stupid. Wait, wait, what? They dropped a hundred? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, And then, like, the main character comes up and, like, picks it up for the girl that dropped everything, and then. That's where the romance starts blooming. And it's, just, it's so <laughs> <No>? stupid. <laughs> and it's hella funny, though. Language man. classes are really funny at Clark. So for, for those of you guys who don't know, we go to Clark High School. And we're all seniors in Las, in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, most of the people on this podcast will be rotating. So there's no consistent cast of people besides me. But I'll try to get to introduce most of my friends on here and hopefully get some teachers, administrators, whoever wants to come on and talk with us. In order to help you guys get to know us a little bit, a little bit better, I took the liberty and prepared a few who's most likely to questions, and we'll be discussing a couple of those and see who's most likely to do all this dumb stuff. All right, so the first one I came up with, out of us, who's most likely to get lost on a school trip? Lost on a school uh, trip? I feel like probably you. Me? 
Yeah. Yeah. Why me? <laughs> like sometimes you just be doing some dumb stuff, bro. You just like be like what? clueless or something. Why me? On a school trip, I just imagine like you're looking at something and like taking a picture. <laughs> then you turn around, then everybody's, <laughs> everybody's gone, gone, bro. <laughs> I swear that's you or something. Like I feel that. like did I get lost in Dallas when you went to Dallas? I don't. Know. Dude, I swear there's some times where you just go on by yourself. You'd be like. Oh, I want to see that, and then just walk <laughs> away. Like, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe everybody just forgets that man, bro. They just oh my god! I remember in Dallas? Remember, remember the X sign? Oh yeah, and the, where John F. Kennedy got shot? Yeah. And so we went out in the street, and I was there, and like a car just came really close. I was like, I was like, I got hella scared because you know it's like basically the entrance to a highway there. Yeah. Now. So for those for those of you who don't know, at um in Dallas, they on the street they marked an X with tape or like a paint. Uh, the exact spot where JFK got shot. So in order, you know, it was a perfect po- photo op. So me and Pablo, you know, the cars are coming down the street. <laughs> yeah, we, we picked our, we picked our spots. We jumped on there. We took a photo and got off. But a couple close cars, a couple <laughs> yeah, was, close calls, bro. Pa- Pablo almost got hit a couple times. That was funny. Yeah, but that was cool. How, Man, how about you, Marcus? Who do you think? Probably you too. <laughs> you have this like, um, like, whenever we're in class together, like, you have this, like, mischievous look in your eye that you want to do something, like, I don't know, against the rules. I could just totally see you just, like, going off like, somewhere. Just, just walking alone somewhere? somewhere. Yeah, I know. I, 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 think it's, I think it's Pablo. You think I'll get lost? Pablo. I'm not Maybe not, like, lost, but you just, like, go off on your own and just, like, show up, like, a couple hours later. Oh, I guess... I guess. See, something I do, I guess, like, is sometimes I just, like, see people and I just, like... You should go, go AFK. Yeah, you should, I know. <laughs> you're like, I do not like people. I know Run, you know, Run, he, he's shady, dude. Run will just go off at a sign, so he'll just, oh, like... Man, I can totally see Run just... Run go will off. just go <laughs> off, and no, no, it'll be, like, 11 o'clock at night, and then we're all, we all go to sleep, and then 4 a.m., we, we hear the door opening, and Run comes back, <laughs> oh, we're like, oh. where, the, where the hell have you been? And he's like, oh, I was just chilling with some people. Chilling. <laughs> oh, okay. He does it multiple times. Oh, so man, it's like, right. maybe not getting lost, right. but he, he's always in his like own world. I don't know what he's doing. All right. Okay. That was nice. All right. Who's most likely to be the worst president? The worst president? Yeah. Worst president. Yeah. Oh. I feel oh, like dude. that would be me. Like, I'm super decisive on, like, super important decisions. And then, like, I end up, I always end up just, like, branching off into even worse decisions. Mm. I don't know. This is kind of hard. It is hard. Honestly, I think I would be a great president All right. of anything. I, I think first I'm Latino a, president, right? Here. Pretty, nah, I can't be because I wasn't born here. Oh, me too. I was, a, I was born in Singapore. I know. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. Rip oh, for those of you who don't know, Pablo, it was born in Colombia, so that's his nickname. We all call him Colombia. He's really proud of that, right? My yeah. Call me Marcus. I don't know. I know me and Marcus are pretty indecisive, but. It's kind of... I don't think any of us would do anything stupid. Yeah, I know. We're all pretty, build, like... Build a wall or anything. <laughs> <laughs> shut down the uh, government for the government a couple weeks. <laughs> How long has it been now? Like, 20-something 20, 20, days? 26 days. I think, 26 I think, days? I think it's 26. Longest it's ever been. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still par- it's partial or whatever, but... I mean, I've heard, yeah. like, they had to start laying off some, like, TSA people. Oh, yeah, no. They, they don't get paid, but they still have to go to work. So a lot That's of people awful, have been taking man. sick days. Yeah, and there are stories in the news about... Like government workers just crying because they can't get their exactly. Their... It's that's, that's yeah. Really I saw tough. like in uh, Houston the international airport. There, the lines uh, are so long. Yeah, because they have to they have to the close TSA. down like a whole wing of TSA the TSA. TSA yeah. yeah, man, that's sad. You you, sh- you shouldn't shut down the government over something like building a barrier. It's just been a. It's just been very long, you know. Yeah, like, it has. It's crazy. Okay, 
some nafalti talk. Who's most likely to laugh at the wrong moment? Probably me. <laughs> I I can totally see. Yeah, you I know. Always... In AP chemistry, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Daniel. Should... I, know, I know. I feel like Mr. Daniel always get annoyed at me because I would saying. <laughs> Mr. Daniel would be pleasure. lecturing, and then just Pablo and Abraham. Would just oh be, yeah. Just randomly laughing their head. Yeah, off. me and Abraham are always. If we do some like... dumb stuff, man. Just <laughs> yeah, like, you guys. Uh... Are... And Mr. Daniel would be like, "Are you insulting me?" <laughs> Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, Mr. Daniel would always just be very skeptical. I feel like he was just still chill with us. You know? I, th- I think Marcus is pretty good at, like, staying collected and Yeah, cool. I know. Yeah, I could see. Marcus he's pretty sto- like, He's pretty stoic in his manner. Like, chilled out, you know. Yeah. You know there's, there's some times where I'm, like, burst out laughing, but, like, I somehow keep it in. For the most part, I think he's pretty good at having that self-control. Yeah, I feel like Marcus is the most, like... I think I'm I'm on and off. Yeah, sometimes, so. sometimes like, I start laughing and I can't stop. I just like I'm randomly looking around, looking around in class, and then I just like make eye contact view, and he's like smiling. About <laughs> what with that mischievous look in my yes. eyes, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I really don't have any classes either, you guys. This year, man, huh? who's most likely to cry at cry at a movie? I already know it's Pablo. At a movie, you, you, I can see you crying. So you, uh, I feel like you get really emotional. It's not a bad thing. I'm trying to think. Trying to think. I, I, I cried. I remember I cried at this one time at the Good Dinosaur. I was like, I was watching it, then man, the dinosaur's dad died, and I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I could totally see you watching like The Notebook or something, and just hell no, I wouldn't watch No. I never like invest or myself Titanic. in characters. Like I know, honestly, like. I'm trying to think of some other like serious movies where I've like maybe gone a little emotional. Oh, that scene um, at the end of Monsters Inc. where like who who has to go? Uh, that part gets me. That part gets me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like, like I sort of it's always like animated movies. Have the scene just, that like, gets me is the up the up scene where oh they, like at the very together. Oh yeah, that's and, just, yeah, that's, you know that's just that's about. just that's just very sad. That's, man. I, if you don't cry, then you're not human on that. That's that's the only one that I can think yeah, of. That that's gets actually me. so sad, man. I feel like I feel like animated movies are easier to cry with because they have better plot lines if you if you feel yeah what you're talking about I, I just think I feel like there's so many there have been so many good like character and stories and like the animated ones and then when it comes to like live action stuff they kind of like it's more special effects and you know like that I don't know I feel like I don't know I feel like a lot of the time like you know obviously animated movies are more catered towards kids yeah and but anybody and, can take away yeah I know I feel you but I guess just kind of when you put yourself into the place of a kid, you're obviously a lot more vulnerable. And, you exactly. know, just watching an animated movie, you just kind of, like, start yeah. putting yourself in that mindset of being a kid again. You know what I'm talking about? Because, like, you don't go into, like, uh, like, like an animated movie expecting, like, drama or, like, yeah, serious yeah, stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With a live-action movie, like, you know the actors are acting. Like, yeah, and that's true. Exactly. In like a in a unique way, like anime movies are like they feel more real because the, there's no actors behind, there's only voice actors. Yeah, you don't like, see like Matthew McConaughey. And yeah, and all the characters' emotions, um, face expressions, body language, yeah. like everything is scripted to like maximize the amount of emotion. Yeah, like moment. after watching like the Christopher Nolan Batman series, like every time I see Christian Bale in another movie, I just like imagine Batman. I just see Batman. I, I just see Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it kind of ruins like the rest of the movies he's doing, even though he's doing great work. Well, what you've seen, remember like what he did, um, 
Like that's crazy. Like the way that he immerses himself into the characters, how he just gains so much weight and stuff. And, like yeah, oh yeah. For the, like, Christian Bale takes on the he, yeah. man. What was that? What was that one movie he just did? Vice. The yeah, Vice. The, that he did. Yeah, where he just portrayed yeah. what's his name? Joe Biden. Dick, oh, Dick Cheney. No, no, no. Dick Cheney. Yeah. yeah that's, that's man, he won. He won a Golden Globe for that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's crazy. Christian Bale. Mad respect to him. He's he's had some of the hardest roles, and he's always come through. Yeah, he's best Batman. A lot of a lot of people have played Batman before, but he's definitely the best. I, I, I feel like it's that George Clooney, the iconic no. Batman. You know, yeah, like, exactly. When you look, when you think of Batman, you think of Christian Bale. They try, they try to get like the the high profile pictures, the people, sorry, high profile people like George Clooney, Ben Affleck. Oh, Not, ben Affleck, Ben Batman Affleck was so garbage. Oh my god. I, I think it also suffered from, like, the plot of this movie is just not... Really I know, good. yeah, honestly. I found myself, like, like, yawning towards the end of the movie. But so I, don't, I don't feel like they fit the character. They didn't, like, they put the suit on, but they didn't take on the persona. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I know. Christian Bale is, I think, is a great actor. All right, uh, let's do one more before uh, we go on a break. Okay, since we are in Las Vegas, who would be most likely to gamble their money away? Oh. All their money. I feel like mm. me, bro, to be honest. <laughs> you? Are yeah, you, I feel like I... I feel like you, you sometimes... You I'm just, just very... Sometimes I just do stupid stuff. Go, go big or go home, huh? I, no, I just feel like I, sometimes I just do really like stupid dumb things. stuff. You don't think? Yeah, like... For example, like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so like... <laughs> no, man, honestly, like, I don't know. Uh, I just, like, I want to I wanna say it. I feel like I'll be exposing myself to her, you know what I'm saying? If you don't want to say it, you don't have to say it. No, I no, I totally get you. I, I feel like super impulsive at times. I'll just like, at a restaurant, if I'm feeling hungry, you know, I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't eat more, I'll just spend money anyway to get more exactly. food. Exactly. Yeah, sure. or, or if like, I know I shouldn't be out later for some reason, or sneaking out, and I'll probably get caught when I go back, and I'll be like, oh, whatever, I'll just do it, you know. Yeah, like, if, I'm, if I'm on a Netflix binge, and like, my show just ended, and like the... <laughs> Like the um, what's the recommendations come up for the new show? And I know I should. I know I that. should go to sleep. But I just press it. No, anyway. you're definitely on that. You guys play poker? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, Texas hole. <laughs> no one takes me seriously. I always go like half the time. I'm going all in <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> because it, you know you you can you might screw yourself over yet, yeah, but if you no, know, if you win, people get scared. I've never played a good game of poker, like, the environment. Honestly, like, nobody yeah. takes it seriously. I, That's true. See, yeah, it's That's just, true. like, the thing is, like, you know, you have to, obviously, you have to have, like, the antes, you know, caps, you know, big, big blind, little blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but then, the, like, like, even the things, like, people like, just start it, cracking I up. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's, like, like, you have to have, like, a lot of just, you know. The setup. The yeah, setup, the environment. If you put money matters. on it, you know, it's more, definitely, definitely more serious, yeah. like. A lot of people get drunk before playing poker, <laughs> so it's really easy. Yeah, I, I want to come back to Las Vegas as soon as like you know hit twenty one. Okay, hit up the casinos. I feel like hit we're we're casinos. all pretty just for the experience. Yeah, you know? No, I feel like we're all pretty smart people. I feel like if we go in the casino, we can we can make yeah, a couple, I know for sure. You know, a couple hundred. I mean, dollars. a lot of the time it's also luck. Yeah, it's but luck yeah. No, no. If you just go in there with like the like the I mean, I, the yeah. mental like fortitude, a lot of people are just drunk and like like you're right, like, you're right. Laid yeah, off, yeah. you know, they're they're really chill. Desperate. But if you go in there like yeah, desperate. <laughs> But if you go in there, like, I want to win some rounds, I want to get some money, bring the bag home, I'm, I'm pretty sure all of us can do fairly well at the casinos. I just, uh, can't, I just can't stand the smoke. The smoke? Yeah, the second I feel like it would smoke. really distract me at times, you know? I think I've gotten used to it, but when I'm, when I'm in a casino, I think I just, I try... This is weird, but I try breathing with my mouth so I don't smell me it. Too. Me, yeah, you me do too. Yeah, yeah, I know. We all do. This is a Vegas trick. That. I do that a lot. We all do that. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, after, I, but after like maybe like 10 minutes, you just kind of get used to it. You get for casinos. If I'm sitting next to like some person that smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mouth breathing. Hell yeah, man. Oh, man. That was me during like 
middle school PE class where in the boys' locker room, they just oh, take out their man. can of Axe and they just spray oh, their whole know, body because you need, you need all hate, of that. I hate middle school. I don't get that. Cologne, all, perfume and cologne, all you need is three sprays, right? You just I, need I, the wrist honestly, I the just neck. very, I just dislike middle school in general. I feel like it was you just didn't like a, it? It's such a weird time, you know. I feel like I just didn't have like the best people around me. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all about who you surround yourself yeah, with. Yeah, and it was just weird, man. Like I feel like everybody was just in this weird stage of life. They didn't know exactly <laughs> what they were doing. Puberty. Just, yeah, exactly. Everybody was just stupid. Like some some kids would just be really cringe. That's true. And the way they just acted, they were they acted like they were still like you know eight year olds, but they were like you know, I know. twelve. You know. So, on the other end of the spectrum, people acted like they were super mature. When exactly. Like, there's, there's, there's other people like that. Exactly. So it's just too big of a disparity. It's so either they're immature but, or they're yeah, fake. As soon as you get into high school, it just the maturity just like it's there. Yeah. High school, you know, there's so much more freedom, like That's so much true. more opportunities. Yeah, yeah I remember how you know how strict you know how strict people were in, in most like, teachers and administrators. Oh my god! They see your like, phone in class, bam! Out. It's out. Yeah, exactly. It's like, out. That's, you know it's. It's like so different in high school. I remember they make you scared, like, oh, in high school you're gonna have to be doing this so and much that. Red, yeah. um, they made yeah, high school seem. They have all these responsibilities. I mean, it is a lot more responsibility. It is a lot, but, but it's not like you get a lot of freedom, more um, responsibility. It's not, not yeah. manageable, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely. Feel like in a lot of things, like it's, it's, it's better, you know. High school's definitely been like it's a really just, great experience. Yeah. For, I think all I think of us. Definitely, yeah, definitely. High school is. Uh, and I feel like you know I've become more outgoing, and I like I feel like if I was in if I met Pablo in middle school, I don't think I, I would like become friends with him. Just like, like I don't think I I was open enough to you know uh, go like talk to Pablo because he seemed more popular. But like in high school, I have the courage to go go up to people and talk to them, and then you you, you never know who's gonna be your next best friend. Yeah, I think that's, that's the best true, part man. about it. Yeah, you never thing, know. Yeah, the great just, thing about Clark is like yeah. it brings like different people together. I, I understand we have like all the same mindset and like uh, you know challenging education yeah. and everything, but like uh, I think I've met like lots of different people that I never like I probably wouldn't actively seek out in like yeah, a bigger crazy. environment. Definitely, that's big facts, man. That's big facts right there. All right, so we're gonna take we're gonna take our first break, and when we're back. We're going to talk about some interesting things in a book I'm reading, including the worst assumption that you can make in a relationship. All right, now back to the Rama Rundown. So, guys, recently I've been reading this one book called um, The Four Agreements. It's written by a Latino author, Don Miguel Ruiz. And I feel like... This book has really changed the way um, I've seen things in like throughout my daily life. Even though you know these four agreements, I guess you, you can say that they're pretty obvious. Like uh, I feel like I needed them to be like told to me like explicitly so that I can actually follow them. And like I just wanted to share it with you guys because I I thought this person was really cool. And I know Pablo, you take a lot of pride in like you know your Latino uh, community like doing some great stuff. You definitely should check this out. Um, so like the four agreements that are that the book is mainly about. The first one is be impeccable with your word. So basically, you know, words have a lot of power to build and destroy. So you got to be really careful with what you do there. Um, second one is don't take anything personally. Um, other what other people say and do, it's not because of you. They're, everybody lives in their own world, and so if, if somebody insults you, it's not because you're doing something to them. It's because they're hurt internally and they're just trying to express that. The third thing is don't make assumptions, which is something that we're going to talk about. 
um, the worst assumption that you can make in a relationship. And then the fourth thing is always do your best. It's something that's, you know, we're told as kids, or we're always told to do it. But, you know, I guess even though it's a pretty obvious piece of advice to follow, I haven't been really looking at it or approaching it the right way. So the first thing I wanted to like ask yeah. you guys about is high schools. Uh, it's a lot, you know. You're you're growing into a new stage of life. You get more responsibilities, different friends, especially at Clark. With like, you know, there's so much academic pressure, yeah, greatness pressure. Yeah. Like just you, you see your friends doing great, and you want to do great too. So I feel like a lot of people need to hear this. Um, so let me just ask you a question. So if somebody say somebody commits a crime, right? They commit um, like they steal something from a department store. They yeah. or like they steal they steal something expensive, right? They go yeah. they go to jail for like well they let's say they go to jail for four years. They come out. Do you think they should be punished again for what they did? Do you think people should be punished multiple times for something that they did once? Like legally. Yeah, just anything. If, if somebody uh, makes a mistake, do you think they should be punished? See, I think this times? all comes down to like uh, the whole talk about reform, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just keeping people... Oh, I just, I just want a yes or no answer. Do you think... Do, do I think that they should be... Do you think people should be punished on multiple occasions for just doing like one act of... Yes. You, you, you if do? If it's illegal, yes. How about you, Marcus? Wait, so you're saying they steal something, they go to jail, they come back out and... And then you, had to put, you put them back in jail for what they did. What they did. Do you think we should be punishing they, they, people? They steal again, you're saying. No, no, not steal again. Do you think people should just be punished again for the same act? Oh, no. Yeah. No. That's, okay. I, was, I was confused a little bit. With... I think, no, they shouldn't be punished. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like pretty obvious. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty obvious answer. But... I mean, I think I would be a hypocrite if I just said someone that made a mistake doesn't deserve a second chance when I like ask for a second chance. Every exactly. Exactly. So yeah. the thing that this book mentions, like, you know... We don't think that's fair justice, right? But at the same time, we do it to ourselves all the time. We make a mistake and then we we punish ourselves for it over and over again. The same mistake. We we abuse ourselves, like mentally. You know, we, we blame ourselves. We put guilt upon ourselves. So, like, we need to take we need to take a look about, you know, a lot of people focus on how you treat others. Mm-hmm. But we got to focus on how we're treating ourselves, right? Because I know I've made a mistake I still remember some things that happened in first grade, and then like I still like think back to it. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, those kind of things that you just kind of stay. Like I'm so stupid. You're just, like, like about to go to sleep, and you're like, "Oh, I remember that one time." Yeah. You embarrass yourself, or you did something yeah. stupid. You know, you, you, yeah, you said that you had some like stupid experiences. Like we all have that, and we keep punish, punishing ourselves for it. And I don't really think that's fair. Does that happen to you a lot? Because yeah, for me, like, yeah, it happens that, all I the time. I think it kind of comes back to this idea. Like I was thinking about this the other day. Just kind of being more selfish at times. Because a lot of the times, mm-hmm. like you just said, like, a lot of times, like, our society just kind of portrays selfishness as being, like, the worst thing ever, you know? Sometimes you gotta live for yourself. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes you really gotta remember that at the end of the day, you should come first yeah. in your life. Yeah, if you, if you want if you're, something, you're you focusing, Yeah, if you're focusing on someone else or on another person trying to make them happy... Not only that, yeah. but like maybe people around you fulfilling expectations, but at the same time you're not being happy yourself. Like, like no, that's just not how it works, you know. And yeah, yeah. don't and don't don't take this wrong. Like manners is necessary in, yeah, in a well-functioning yeah. society. You got to yeah, treat people with respect, say please and thank you. But we're just talking about if you put so much focus and time on other people, you forget that you need to take care of yourself. And you only have a limited limited number of years that you live on Earth. If you always just focus on others, you're just gonna you're gonna 
live your life and then look back and regret that you didn't spend more time, more me time, mm-hmm. put more effort into the things you're interested in. Yeah, to make yourself happy. Yeah, of course. Like, like going back to that um, scenario that you posed to us, like, I think the I think everyone would like probably naturally say no, they shouldn't be punished for the same crime. Yeah. But like, I think, uh, I think this is kind of just like it's pretty relevant, just like in school or just like everywhere we go, like. Um, if we know something that happened to someone or an action they committed and we don't approve of that action or event, we tend to just like kind of slowly judge them on that one, one thing that they did. Yeah. And even though that the right thing or arguably the right thing to do is give them a second chance, we don't. And then, yeah, yeah most definitely, I completely agree with you. We don't give ourselves a second chance enough because um, we're the ones that know ourselves the best. And um, we, we like hesitate so much on like, um, we like we give ourselves limits we like place um, just like shackles of doubt on us because yeah. Yeah. we don't think we can like achieve do achieve anything do anything do good enough I completely agree with you like it's a it's a mental hurdle that everyone goes through think like just think of the goats in our society like ever you know you got people in sports Michael Jordan he's he's missed tons of shots before yeah. but when it comes down to it you know when it comes down to the last five minutes of game six in the finals, he's not thinking about the shots he's missed. He's shooting the next one because he's not he's not missing he's not passing up at that opportunity. You see people like, you know, Nelson Mandela, Julius Caesar, all these Winston Churchill, all these historical figures, yeah. they've probably have they've probably made a ton of mistakes that have affected tons of people. Mm-hmm. But they don't let them they don't let that affect how they think going forward. You know, you can't yeah. just blame yourself for I the think, same yeah, thing. Yeah, I think at the same time, though, it's important to, you know, the whole learning from your mistakes thing. Yeah, definitely. But not letting that control That's what like, I'm saying. Outlook. You yeah. know, the, there's, no, there's no purpose. There's no point in blaming yourself for the same thing over and over again. What you have to do, you, you blame yourself once, you learn from it so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, exactly. You know, you just, it's what you take from it. It's not the fact that it happened. It's what, how you grew from it, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of us have, like, forgotten that. And especially in high school, you know, sometimes I get down on myself because, you know, I do something stupid. But then, you know, I realize, you know, I'm still I'm still only like 17. I still have such like I still have so much ahead of me. You know, I shouldn't be blaming myself over these small things when, you know, I should be growing and becoming a better person every day for it. Yeah, high school is definitely interesting when you like think about this. Like, as seniors, we're like being asked to make some of the most like biggest decision decisions of our life yeah we're, we're, we're deciding where we want to spend the yeah. next four or five years of our lives yeah, whether it be college. enrolling at college um, and then where enrolling in yeah. the military um even starting a family marriage that's all things that come Coming into up. focus as we make that next mm-hmm. step from high school turn 18 you know all those important decisions um you know, if you have those like mental hurdles that you haven't gone through or are still like in in the way of where you want to go then it's like it's definitely gonna be a struggle and it has been a struggle for many of us all us to be included yeah and that's actually funny you brought up marriage because the next thing i want to talk about is the third agreement which is don't make assumptions and this passage really spoke to me it's on page 70 and it says it's it talks about the assumption that when we enter in a like a relationship with the person that we like we tend to ignore the things that we don't like about them, right? You, you kind yeah. of you kind of focus on the qualities that you and do idealize like. Them. You yeah. idealize that, and then you just totally forget about the the qualities that you know you you don't really are you're not really fond for, and then see so you, you enter a relationship with them, 
And then halfway, like, you know, a couple months, a couple weeks pass by, and you realize that those qualities aren't going away. The bad ones that you can ignore them all you want, but they're going to show up eventually, right? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of us make the assumption that my love will change this person. But your love isn't going to change anything. The person has to change for themselves. themselves. Exactly. So I know, I don't know about you guys, but personally, you know, there's, I've liked some girls and then, you know, I like some things about them. And then there's other things that, you know, you know, I try to ignore because, you know, I, you know, I feel like issues, whether it be like, you know, clashes in personality or stuff you just don't like. Yeah. So you try to, you just try to put that on the back burner, but then like, you know, eventually it comes to the point where you can't ignore that anymore Mm -hmm. and it's not going to change. I feel like you it know, blinds yeah. you. Like, if you really you. just like a person like that, sometimes you just want it to work out. You know, you want it to work out and you, you'll say to yourself, oh, maybe this isn't really such a bad thing. Maybe this is just how they are and maybe I should just learn to cope with it. But yeah, then yeah. that just comes back to the whole thing about not being paying attention to yourself. You know, yeah. Yeah. you don't really love them if you're trying to change them. Yeah, right? like these relationships where you make a lot of assumptions, they tend to fail because. Yeah. Definitely. Neither partner has, like, self-respect. Um, a lot of us in relationships, we tend to, like, idealize our partner, like what you said. Mm-hmm. And um, in the back of our mind, it kind of just uh, has, like, a permanent place. Think- and we keep thinking, wow, this person likes me. I can't believe I'm in a relationship with them. Um, I can't believe they're willing to spend so much time with me. Mm-hmm. Um, we end up losing respect for ourselves. Um, and, like... I guess, like, in a way, kind of overrating uh, our significant other or girlfriend, boyfriend, however you, yeah, want, yeah. However you want to call it. Um, what you said, uh, we need to have some respect for ourselves first. We need to stand up for ourselves, live life for ourselves. Exactly. Treat yourself, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing that was really interesting in, the, in this uh, section of the book is that it talks about we don't need to justify love. I feel like I get a lot of questions, like, or... Sometimes I'm guilty. I ask it to other people, like, what do you, why do you like this person? Like, what do you see in them? Yeah. And it's like, like, they're kind of looking for a specific reason why you like it. But I don't think love can be just quantified in like a a certain sentence. Sometimes it's just a feeling and you can't, it's hard to put that into words. You can't help it. Yeah, exactly. You know, real love is just accepting people the way they are without trying to change them. Maybe like, if you like somebody, you should be liking them for the whole thing that they are. Not just sort of like half of their personality. Uh-huh. You- I completely agree. Like, I, I've been like, I've been guilty of that. Like, I yeah. sometimes ask my friends, like, why are you, why, why do you like this person? Why are you yeah. in a relationship with them? What do you even see in this person? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it, I completely agree. Like, sometimes you just vibe with the person, you know? It's just yeah. Like, you, you're- like you, you've had a lot of experiences before with, you know, girls. Like, and this is not, this is not just for, you know, guys and girls. Like, it's not for one gender to take this advice. It's just for everybody. Like, in a relationship, you got to, you know, you got to focus on yourself, right, Pablo? Yeah. Uh, and see, like, like love is a strong emotion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it gets to the point where it's it's not really an emotion anymore. It's it's a decision, you know. It's, it's a, a lifestyle, choice. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, like, how you live. Like, if you, if you declare that you love a person, you can't just be like, oh, like, a week later and realize okay. that. There's no going back. There's no going back, dude. Until like, it's over. Know, Unless you want to seem like a horrible person that just exactly. says they love but somebody. If, I feel then... like it's not even that you're a horrible person. If you say something, you take back on it. You you say you love somebody, and then you take it back. Then it's you're not you didn't love them in the first place. Yeah, exactly. It's just not that easy. It. It's not that easy to just take love back from somebody. People just don't like seeing that indecisiveness or like lack of commitment. Yeah, I know. And honestly, like imagine being in a place with somebody who was told they were loved, mm-hmm. and yeah. then next thing you know, 
it just goes away for yeah. some reason. Yeah, that's that's awful. The last part of the the book I want to talk about real quick is um, the thing I mentioned to early mentioned about earlier was don't take things personally. Only you know like who you really are, like what's happening in your world. So I don't really think that we should be taking things so personally because we don't need other people to to like validify who you are as a person and your strengths and weaknesses. The biggest thing for me throughout just as I've grown up, yeah. the biggest thing that people complain about me is like being cocky. Cocky? Like actually, mm-hmm. that's the biggest complaint I get from everybody that I know. Yeah, how do you feel I when people feel, say that? I just feel like I was at a, like, I remember when I was younger, like I was just very just not confident in anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, as soon as I got into high school, I just like, I don't know, but I started feeling Getting just confidence. really just confident and just... Like, gaining a lot of... Like, I just wasn't scared to do anything anymore. I was really, like, proud. I was able to just talk. And, and like, even audiences, you know, like, uh, like, I just became, like, a pretty good public speaker, too. Exactly. Yeah. I, was, I don't know why, but then it just kind of funneled. And this is, like, it's true. Like, I know it's true that sometimes I can be cocky. Like, it just kind of funneled into me just getting, like, an ego, you know, mm-hmm. starting to just think of myself as being... Like, not necessarily about, better than yeah. other people, but just, You know, like, I can compete with anybody. Yeah, like, I can, like, I can, I feel like I can do anything. And that's a good thing yeah, in some yeah, points, yeah. but sometimes it just, it, it isn't, because you just take it too far. You start just, uh, like, ragging on other people, you yeah. know, making others feel bad when you really don't mean it, but you're just trying to be yourself, you know, you're just, yeah. you're just trying to display that confidence. So that's why I feel like you have to have, like, a, like, a control. And like, I, th- I feel like, yeah, like, I, it's, it's, like, something that I've learned, and, I think I've definitely changed. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I've gotten a lot more calm. I feel like I feel like you are a confident person, but I don't judge you for that because I feel like a lot of the success that you have is because you have that attitude that I can do anything. I can compete with anybody regardless of situation, money, opportunities. Like I know I have the determination within myself. I have the talent. I have the effort, the work ethic that I can compete with the best of them. So I don't judge you or like knock you for your confident for your confidence because honestly, you know, I that's something I need to work on too cuz sometimes I'm too, you know, I don't have any confidence in myself when it comes to like when it comes to some things and then some things I'm overly confident. Thanks for sharing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it, no, like, no, that's, that's that's pretty touching, man. Yeah, so like we all have here's something that I say. I know a couple of my friends have, like have heard me say it before. But, you know, we're, we all have our demons, right? They they work in different ways, but they're the same demons. We have the same struggles. They manifest themselves mm-hmm. in different ways. But, you know, we all go through the same things. So that's how we can, like, connect and relate to each other, right? You know, your confidence struggle is a lot different than my confidence struggle, but still dealing with the same thing. And on, on a more on an informal tone, uh, we're going to be coming back to you after the break, and we're going to be talking about music in today's society. And we're back to the last segment of the Rama Rundown. Both of you guys are really invested in music, and I think it's helped all of us get through high school. And then just something that we really like appreciate. I just love music, like you know those like epic montages in movies where like yeah. characters are looking out into the distance, and like that's su- that's like super touching. Yeah, music comes yeah. on. that's me on the school bus when I'm looking out and like I see like a bunch of cars passing me while I'm, lo- I'm listening to my song. And I'm just like <laughs> I'm just bobbing my head up and down, right you know. And then for like cello and piano, yeah, I I love I love like playing cello and piano. Like 
I know I, I complain about it a lot. I think yeah. I like I'll admit that, but <laughs> I don't. I I would be a completely different person if I didn't have the image, those instruments in my life. It's such an interesting way to like convey yourself through like playing yeah, music. Definitely. Like, and, and I think the the greatest thing for me about music is that we can listen to the same song, <coughs> but we're gonna t- take away two totally different meanings. Everybody can learn something totally different from another person when listening to the same thing. There's always like these pop songs on the radio, and we all love to listen to them, but they mean different things to us. Yeah, you know, you know, like, you know, like sometimes you have like a song, yeah, and like you, you might have not listened to it for like you know a year, or yeah. like a long time, and then you just hear it and just takes you back to like a specific I'm, moment of your I life. Know. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. I, I associate special moments in my life with different songs that yeah. we were playing at the time, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's just crazy, like how vivid you know the memory is because I remember like the song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it really. Is, th- is a throwback in time. I, I love that music, part about music. Speaking on like meaningful songs, I wanted to ask you guys some about some of the songs that have impacted you, or some of, yeah, some of the songs that have impacted you the most. Um, Emotionally, like your personality, how you view life. Uh, I think uh, one of my favorite artists is mm-hmm. MF Doom. MF Doom. MF Doom, he's an underground rapper. Underground rapper. rapper. Uh, early 2000s was- Underappreciated for sure. Yes, yeah, so the peak of his popularity. Yeah. And uh, not a lot of people know about him, you know. But I mean, if you ask like a real rap fan, if they yeah, don't oh know, yeah, they'll know who MF, MF Doom is. MF Doom is really good. Yeah, and so uh, what about him? a lot of a lot of he talks about so many different subjects, and I just want to bring up one specific song. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Go for it. Called uh, Deep Fried Friends. Deep Fried Friends. It's off of his album mm, Food, which is an album. Oh, you showed of, me that album. Yeah, it's just research. full of. Food theme songs. Yeah, but they have meaning though. Yeah, they're very meaningful. Like for example, this track. Deep fried friends. If I can pull up, pull up some of the lyrics, like real quick. It's it's talking about friends, right? Yeah. It's talking about the dangers of letting them, like you know, being backstabbed by yeah. people who are close to you. Exactly. You know. Yeah, and, it's something that we all deal with. Yeah, know? and and it kind of taught me, like, like you have to be careful around around you people never know. because you never know. People you really are so never unpredictable. Know. And he, and it's like there's only a few people in your life where you can really just put all of your trust into them. Your mama. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Like a lot of them, you could just say it's like your significant other if you find the right one. Yeah. yeah. So as as you pull those up, I'm gonna. I have a song that you know I listened to um, over the summer that was pretty that was pretty meaningful. Um, it was called it's called Wanderlust by the Weekend, and one of the lyrics. No, this song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely told you about this mm-hmm. one. But a couple of the lyrics in there are like um, they believe uh, in something bigger than love. They believe in something bigger than uh, stronger than trust. I feel like a lot of people in our world have such unrealistic like expert- expectations and standards for love. Like they think like relationships are like are all, you know, it's all good and everything. But I feel like in reality, a lot of relation the best relationships are the ones that have had some downs because that's what makes a relationship stronger going forward. So I feel like that song was it was so interesting how it just attacked not attacked, but just discussed about people's unrealistic expectations of love. Because I've seen it so many times in like my school. A lot of people, you know, they all think like it's all lovey-dovey. Everything's happy when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But the best relationships and the relationships that last longest are the ones where, you know, you go through the trials and tribulations and you still make it out and you yeah. become stronger for it. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a, a song that really influenced how I looked at relationships going forward. Yeah. So Pablo, uh, you pulled up the lyrics. Oh for yeah. That? yeah. Um, there's a couple of just yeah, yeah, no, just yeah, go for it. Just like um, talking about how be too nice and people take you for a dummy. Mm-hmm. You know, you could either ignore his advice or take it from me. 
like uh, y'all know the dance, they smile in your face. Y'all know the glance. Try to put them on, they blow the chance. You mm-hmm. know, friends who are always like looking at you. You know, like and they seem so honest. Yeah. Just, being face to face with the person uh-huh. that you're just like you know you have that willingness to trust a friend you know and a lot of time it, sometimes it's not even a friend sometimes it's just like you know being in a relationship you know yeah that it could be anybody yeah and it's just i, I guess to the point where it's kind of difficult to, like, to read them yeah and really. it's just hard sometimes it's just hard to trust people honestly yeah, yeah no like, definitely to me trust is like like true trust is like one of the biggest compliments like i can get from yeah. a person there's, because there's, yeah. yeah, there's no harmless lies. There's no, there's no such thing as an innocent betrayal. They hurt a lot. Yeah, and you know, you know, I know at least no, and no one gets through life without having one of those. At least everybody has a moment where somebody is gonna like backstab them. Just that's just yeah. our nature, right? Yeah, as, as humans, even we're, though, we're opportunistic. Yeah, we're opportunistic, and I don't know if that's something that we can ever fix. But that's something that we could be more careful about. Who yeah, we trust, and I think that's what you're trying to say. Most definitely, yeah, that's it. So, so you've you've lived your life differently because of that song. You've been yeah, more careful think, yeah. with what you say. Yeah, I, I listened to that song around uh, the summer before my junior year a yeah. lot, and it just kind of brought into perspective. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like there's so many people in my life, but really, I should just be careful. Keep with your the keep your circle close. Yeah, just you know? just you know, you can still be friends yeah, with them, yeah. but just you know. Back Be careful. Off, <laughs> yeah, just make yeah. sure you know Don't the put real, real people <laughs> around you. Marcus, do you have a certain song that's really like impacted you? Man, this is a incredibly difficult question. Um, it, and it doesn't have to be like a sad thing. It, yeah, can be just, yeah. it motivates you. I don't listen to like a typical, um, I guess, unfair to call it mainstream, but I don't really listen to the same type of music all my friends do. I'm not like super uh, well-versed in like rap pop any of that sort I'm, i listen to like a lot of old music um lots of tracks from the 80s uh pieces from soundtracks i like Ed Sheeran, uh, <laughs> and then just random songs that my friends just uh recommend to me and i find myself just following my head up and down uh, again mm-hmm. a song that really changed my life i can't really say there's a song that really changed my life but there is a song that i do really like it's called um it wasn't top of my tongue. Uh, it's by it's by a band called U Two and U <laughs> Two. Yeah, and it's called. Uh, let me pull up real quick. I cannot believe I forgot this. Um, I remember when they downloaded U Two on everybody's yeah, iPhones. Yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah. Who are it's these like people? The it's called. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's it's a pretty slow song and pretty just uh-huh. mellow. Um, yeah, I think it's an incredible song though. Uh, I've had lot. I have lots of feelings of feeling like lost, kind of unsure what to do with my life. Definitely, um, yeah, crossroads. You know, if I if I'm like hanging out with the right people, if I'm treating my friends right, my family right, um, if I'm making the right lifestyle choices, especially this um this just this past summer, and you know, like we have to start thinking about college applications. Exactly, and new friends and everything. Yeah, our too. future beyond high school, and I found myself just like really connecting with the song of it's okay that you haven't really found what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, definitely. The song deals heavily with like religion and your personal beliefs. And, you know, it just expand, uh, it, and extended to me in a academic way, um, lifestyle way. And then on a different note, uh, I guess I find myself listening to lots of like happy and positive, uplifting, exciting songs. Um, like when I do my homework or when I'm studying for a test, I try to listen to like more upbeat, fast-paced songs 
So like I'm, I'm like kind of dancing as I do math problems or I get in a groove in the house. Yeah. yeah, and like just feeling energetic. Um, it really changes how you like yeah. think. Yeah, like process you know, you math. know, you know about music is like mood shifts. Like sometimes I'll just be like, maybe I'll be sad or something. I'll listen yeah. to a song and just put me in like such Damn. a good mood, you know? Uptown like, funk, yeah. Exactly. Like, like, just a lot of, just so many. Like, and then I'll, sometimes I'll just be happy and I'll listen to a song that's like maybe more sad, you know, with darker tones and chords. Yeah. And I'll just be yeah. like, I want to bring up what you said with the, uh, the U2 song because that's a really interesting point about it's like, it's okay to be like confused and be lost because when you are confused and lost, it really forces you to explore. I feel like a lot of us get stuck in this comfort zone. I know I am because I've been with the same friends for like seven years. Mm -hmm. And I know this summer that I'm going to be kind of lost because I got to find new friends. I'm going to be in a new area maybe. Yeah. And so I'm going to have to explore. So that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily a bad thing because you're going to learn more about yourself than you ever will just staying in the same place. Yeah. And so speaking, we have so many different songs that mean a lot to us. So I just want to talk about the new shift and trend in like modern music, I feel like a lot of the songs, I feel like the meanings take kind of taking out of it, taken are taken out of it. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like artists start to make songs just for, you know, just for like, um, for it to be played on the radio mm-hmm. and like, just for like, not views, but listens, I guess. Yeah. Just for listens. Streams, yeah. yeah. And they're just trying to make it catchy. And I feel like a lot of artists don't really believe what they're writing. Like, I know a lot of the songs that have impacted me the most have been in the 2000s, in the 1990s, mm-hmm. and like in an era where I feel like artists really cared about what they wrote. Not saying that artists don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, kind of, yeah. I know but I feel like that. it's been more like monopolized in a way that it's all about, about the money, money now. Yeah. It's all about getting the Not top exactly of Spotify. Like yeah, I completely agree. That's why I'm like, I'm drawn to like old music, especially from like the 80s and all. I feel like the lyrics just speak to me more on an intimate level. It just connects me a lot more. I feel like the writers, had a real sense of purpose, a real clear vision that they had in mind when they were just writing those lyrics, those words, something that they wanted to impact exactly. their listeners. And um, not a dig at like modern artists of today. And of course, there are many songs that are, yeah, are so still impactful, still. arguably more impactful. Mm-hmm. But then there are, again, I, there's been a, res- uh, you know, a rise in just people just making songs just just because they can. I mean, no, nothing wrong with that, but, you know, obviously listeners want to see, you know, songs that they can connect to, um, not just something that, that's background music, but background filler music yeah, or exactly. just but, about anything, you know? I feel like nowadays it's just really repetitive. Yeah. yeah. It's really repetitive. And I think me and Pablo, we're big fans of rap, and I feel like that's one of the biggest We see that, yeah. It's obvious, yeah. Like, I... You know, it doesn't my, make it, like, not enjoyable, yeah. but it's still, like, you it's know, still, you notice still, it. Oh, there's still bops, but, you know, but, like, when you actually, like, look past the beat and you look at the lyrics and what the artist is trying yeah, to convey, the, it's totally gone. Yeah, like, there's barely, I mean... There's I mean, couple, I, I, I like, me, I'm, like, a huge Young just... Thug. Yeah, like, like, I'm, like, a huge trap fan, yeah. you know? Like, I'll listen to any... Any rap music, I don't judge it, yeah, you know? Yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there that'll be like, oh, you listen to mumble rap, man. That's just like some <laughs> trash stuff I mean, right some, there. People still like like listening to it, but I'm just beyond like the meaning of it. Yeah. It's just gone mm-hmm. for me. Uh, a lot of times it is. But to I don't be honest, it is because it's really just, it's just focused a lot more on like, you know, it's like drugs, Hard. money, yeah, sex. Drugs, exactly. And my favorite rapper, you already know this, Nas. He, I think... Personally, I think he's the best lyricist of all time because, you know, in his songs, he addressed the social issues 
about you know in like the the struggles of growing up in like a black neighborhood in like at a time where the LA riots, OJ Simpson, all that was happening. It was it was really tough. And I feel like he used his popularity, his fame, not to make money, but to bring awareness to this type of these type of issues. And I feel like that's what that's the power of music. And I feel like that's being lost with mumble rappers, even though they are yeah. you know they are making enjoyable music to listen to. Like it's fun, yeah. Yeah, it's fun to listen to him like Mo Bamba, but then you realize it's about a player who's in his <laughs> first NBA Mo season. Mo you realize it's about yeah. a player who's in his first NBA season, and you're like, "Actually, did you did you see Shaq West's interview?" <laughs> All right, so like, he yeah, they asked him, "Oh, where'd you get the name Mo Bamba from?" Yeah. So apparently, like his name, like uh, he he's like uh, from Africa. Yeah. And uh, like, it's Shaq. Like, there's a there's an ancient uh, there's like a, an Islamic saint. Yeah. During the colonial times, when the when the Europeans, the French came to conquer, mm-hmm. and they tried to take away Islam. Yeah, and his name was Sheikh Mamba. Sheikh Mamba. Sheikh, and there, Shaq yeah, Mamba. there's like a there's another name in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Really he's just talking about how he relates he relates to it because his name is also Sheikh. Uh-huh. Like it's like it's spelled S H E I C K, but they yeah. call him Sheikh like as his nickname. You know. See, yeah. there's so much potential with that meaning, but I just feel like it's, it's wasted. It's just done away. Yeah, it's just wasted. You I feel just... like I feel like see the thing is, we appreciate other artists who just make music. To just make music, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, to just definitely. make it in, like art to express themselves instead of because historically, like for example, like hip hop is kind of like a serious, yeah, like yeah. historically, like, you know, like, there's a lot of times where I just talk about like you know, like, you know, cause it goes back to NWA and like how they were just like this harsh had these harsh political messages about NWA? what they thought of, yeah, 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 and you know, and all that, yeah, they, they you know, those these people in the nineties who just kind of made rap, they spoke their souls, yeah. Definitely, they and just made rap very serious. It kind of mm-hmm. shied away from like the beginning of of rap, like you know, because rap in the beginning was pretty like yeah, it's pretty like you know. Rakim like, was really good. Just yeah, yeah. Hakeem, but I feel like Eric one of the reasons, one of the reasons why we see this shift in rap is because they see they see that these artists, Tupac, Biggie, they spoke what they what they mean, and they got they pay they pay the price for it. And I feel like a lot of these people are kind of scared to you know, say what they're really feeling, what's really on their mind, because you, you always have that thought in the back of your head, look what happened to these two promising young rappers. And criticism as well. Like, and criticism, like, yeah, you know, yeah. social media is all around us. You're, you're not going to, you can't shy it's, away from it. It's that. hard, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, hard to make those, Even, those lyrical, hard artistic impacts like, yeah. like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole. Yeah. At the same time, though, like we don't that, criticize like people like, like look at Kanye. Yeah. His, his music has never been thoroughly just, politically motivated and talking about he that. has some of the dumbest things i've heard about like his takes on slavery all of that but mm-hmm. he really is invested you can tell he's passionate about, about what he's art, doing yeah and you can't you can't fault him for that at all even if you don't agree with what, he, with what he's saying you have to respect him for the time the effort and all the emotion he puts into his music mm-hmm. i think that's a pretty good ending to the episode Thank you guys for listening to the Ramen Rundown. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you, Marcus, for coming on today. I My really enjoyed. Course. I really enjoyed your insights. Hopefully, we can release an episode next week. We might have Marcus and Pablo back. We might bring in a new cast of characters. So until next time. Peace out, <laughs>